Shabbat Shalom. I'd like to offer five comments on the Orlando massacre. One, religion is for life. We are dedicated to goodness, gratitude, love, and humility. We stand for the opposite of Orlando. The fundamental religious principle is the sanctity of life. Choose life so that you and your offspring may live. Since we were all created in the image of God, we have equal sanctity and equal worth and equal dignity. Every life is precious. Every life is sacred. The Talmud states that to save a person's life is akin to saving the world entire, and to destroy a life is akin to destroying the world. I have heard imams cite this very principle as foundational in Islam as well. Religion seeks to convince, not coerce. Moses was denied entrance into the promised land because he struck the rock rather than speaking to it, and Jewish sages emphasized that Moses was punished because he invoked God not through gentle words, but through force. He shifted religious discourse from speaking to striking. Religion emphasizes the power of the spirit more than the power of the sword. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the God of hosts. Religion is about empathy, sympathy, and love. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Two, love is not enough. It has become much too easy for us to accept the unacceptable. We have become adjusted to maladjustment, normalized to abnormality. We extend our sympathies, convene prayer services, shed a tear, mumble words of unity and resolve, and move on awaiting the next catastrophe. It is not enough. We must act. Judaism teaches us to protest injustice. We are commanded to fight evil. There will be ups and downs, advances and setbacks. Social progress is never charted in a straight, uninterrupted, upward line. But a fundamental principle of Judaism asserts that good people devoted to social repair will, over time, produce a better society. Still, there is nothing inevitable in progress. As Martin Luther King insisted, human progress never rolls in on the wheels of inevitability. It comes through the tireless efforts of people willing to be co-workers with God. And without this hard work, time itself becomes an ally of the forces of social stagnation. Social repair requires action. Study, prayer, moral lessons, speeches have their place. They are important. But there must also be policies. Because while we cannot force 
someone to love me. We can pass laws that protect me. Three, guns. Of course, the Orlando massacre was connected to guns. There were many other factors as well. But of course, guns was a factor. The intolerable ease in this country of acquiring the most lethal firearms is a moral stain the likes of which our children and grandchildren will not understand or forgive. Whatever are your views of the Second Amendment, the right to keep and bear arms cannot reasonably include assault rifles and machine guns openly brought into schools, cinemas, malls, houses of worship and nightclubs, or any other public space. Are tanks protected under the Second Amendment? Are missile firing drones, RPGs, or any other modern weapon that the framers of the Constitution could not possibly have imagined? The purpose of assault rifles is to kill lots of people in the shortest amount of time. I spent three years in the military with an M16 practically attached to me. I trained with it. I even slept with it. It had one purpose that was pounded into us over and over again, fire to kill as many people as quickly as you can. 30,000 Americans a year are victims of gun violence, eight people a day, 80, 80 people a day. Today, 80 Americans were killed by gun violence. What is the sense of allowing the world's worst murderers to so easily get their hands on the most lethal firearms? It is true that there were many factors that contributed to the decision to kill. Human beings are extraordinarily complicated. But how can we deny a correlation between the ease of acquiring firearms and their widespread use? It defies common sense. Four, Islam. Of course the Orlando massacre was connected to Islam. There were many other factors as well. But of course Islam was a factor. To argue otherwise is to misunderstand or to purposely distort religious passion. If you conclude that Islam had nothing to do with the motivations of terrorists, you do not understand the way faith motivates believers. They tell us that Islam is their motivation. No doubt they have many other motivations. 
but religious conviction is certainly a big one. There are plenty of bad people everywhere, and there are plenty of good Muslim people, but what we are now confronting in the West is an all-out war perpetrated mostly not by Swiss grandmothers, not by European anarchists or radical Christians or fundamentalist Jews, but by Muslim extremists, mostly Arabs from the Middle East. It is a fact. Don't pretend otherwise. It is unbecoming of highly educated people to deny the facts and to engage in pretend fantasy. Some of the very people who ridicule climate change deniers for denying the facts are the ones who themselves deny the facts when it comes to terrorism. It is not liberalism to deny reality. It is not liberalism to pretend that Islam has nothing to do with terrorism. It is just denial and distortion and obfuscation and unhelpful and counterproductive and most assuredly illiberal. Islam itself is not the enemy paint a broad brush on an entire religion, to foment Muslim prejudice and xenophobia, is profoundly un-American and egregiously counterproductive. We do not have religion-based tests in this country. And who more than the Jews? understand the urgency to protect the safety and dignity of American Muslims. But it is also true that a militant, extreme, nihilistic interpretation of Islam is our enemy and is the enemy of Islam itself. And while there is a role for American military might, this enemy will not be defeated unless and until the good Muslims of the world take back what they claim is their religion of peace from the cruelest and most violent people in the world. Orlando was a crime, but it was not only that. Orlando was violence, but it was not only that. Orlando was prejudice, but it was not only that. Orlando was hatred, but it was not only that. Orlando was murder, but it was not only that. Orlando also had something to do with Islam, something critical and fundamental. And one would hope 
that right-minded people could understand better what Israel has been confronting for decades. Although I never underestimate the power of the enslavement to a false ideology. Last week, four people were killed and six were wounded by terrorists who walked into a Tel Aviv cafe and sprayed automatic gunfire indiscriminately. This too was not simply a crime. It was not freedom fighting because it happened to Israelis and not Belgians. Tel Aviv was not simply hate or intolerance. Like Orlando and Paris and Brussels and San Bernardino and London, it was a murderous ideology, a branch on the same tree that crashed into Orlando. ISIS is only the most extreme, the most vicious, and the most pathological manifestation of a much broader anti-Western, anti-liberal extremism that includes Hamas, Hezbollah, Al-Qaeda, Iran, and elements of the Palestinian Authority. It's not that everything that Israel does is right. But not only is it wrong to view Israel's struggle as somehow different than the rest of the West, it is the opposite. Israel has much to teach the Western world how to wage this terribly complicated war against religious extremism while sustaining an open, free, tolerant Western democratic society. We've been warning for decades. For decades! That the West was not immune to attacks from this ferocious ideology. There was nothing unique about Israel's predicament that distinguished it as the sole target. It was simply that Israelis were on the front lines. They were first. Jews have often served this function against our will. To be the canary in the mine. Warning of an unhealthy and ultimately deadly atmosphere. Five, LGBT. Of course the Orlando massacre was connected to hatred of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender human beings. There were many other factors as well. But of course hatred of the LGBT community was one of them. What would we say? if the Orlando killer would have done his dastardly deed in a synagogue? That it was only coincidental? That it had little to do with Jews? Can you imagine how offensive that would be and how utterly ignorant? This extreme interpretation of Islam is a ferocious enemy of Western liberalism. It hates diversity. It hates gays, 
It legislates against gays. It commits horrendous violence against gays. It executes gays. It throws gays from rooftops and stones gays to death. There's nothing romantic, nothing liberal, nothing post-colonial about supporting these forces confronting Western civilization. They are not indigenous populations struggling against Western imperialism. They are evil. And they are mortal enemies to our way of life. As a synagogue, I want our community to reflect upon the intolerant and intolerable bias towards the LGBT community that is still widespread around the world, including in our country. We should reflect deeply in the spirit of humility. Words count. Deeds matter. Have we projected intolerant attitudes? Have we contributed to an angry culture, whether by action or by simply standing aside and not getting involved? We have made some progress in this country in the struggle to achieve equal rights and equal dignity. There's still a long way to go. If anything, the recent success in securing LGBT protections have created a backlash of hatred and prejudice. Even bathrooms have become a surrogate for intolerant attitudes and intolerant speech. All human beings were created in God's image and endowed with equal dignity. We do not offer protections as a matter of generosity. Human beings are naturally endowed with certain unalienable rights simply by virtue of being human. It is those who seek to deny human dignity to others who should be marginalized by our society. Our community, the Stephen Wise Free Synagogue, stands arm in arm with pride for gay pride. We stand with the good people of the world. Our heart breaks for the victims and their families. We pray for a complete and speedy recovery for those in need of healing, and weep for the families of the murdered. We have no time for hate. We will devote ourselves to love, goodness, kindness, and compassion. I had no time to hate because the grave would hinder me, and life was not so ample I could finish enmity. Nor had I time to love, but since some industry must be, the little toil of love, I thought, was large enough for me. May God remember these pure, 
and precious souls who were taken much before their time. May they be bound up in the bonds of everlasting life. May they rest in peace.